generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. And today in the studio, we have got the magnificent Josh Ryan. Thanks for joining me, mate. Cheers for having me. This is be here. It's been a long time coming, eh? Yeah. I was about 82 beers deep at the uh, Super 15. Is that what it is these days? Final? Yeah. And you were supporting the Crusaders. What happened in the end? Yeah, well, you won, but yeah. <laughs> okay. You fucking really want to start this off like this. So, are you from down there? Nelson. Nelson. Oh, okay. So, Fair Crusaders enough. territory. Yeah, good man. It was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah, very close. Didn't yeah. think they were going to win it in the end, but yeah, came through. They did. Right, mate, do you want to tell the people uh, what it is that you do to start with? Yeah, so I've done a lot of things through social media over the past eight years, uh, but nowadays I pretty much create YouTube videos and content on Instagram, helping people grow their audience online, mostly teaching people Instagram, uh, and then work with a few clients on the back end. Some people consulting, other people we do do the services for them. Okay, and how long have you been doing that for? I've been growing pages on Instagram for about eight years, coming wow. up nine, yeah. uh, and been doing it full-time since I finished high school, uh, which was five and a half years ago. So is this the first thing you did out of high school? Yeah, pretty much. Didn't go to uni? No. No degree? No. Okay. I finished high school, and at the time, I had a bunch of different Instagram accounts that I'd grown that were doing pretty well, and would have been making all right money, like 1000 bucks a month, 1500 Yeah, as a young fella? Yeah, not yeah. bad when you're 17. And I figured I'd just give it a crack for a year. Like, you know, worst thing that happens is you just go to uni a year later than everyone else. Yeah. No real loss, no mortgage or wife or kids or anything to worry about. Like, there's yeah. no real risk. And just went for it. So, Wicked. Yeah. It's, oh, whilst we're there, so do you think those are good years to take risks? Like straight yeah. out of uni sort of thing? I think so. I mean, mm. you got nothing to lose. If oh. everything fails, you got, yeah, just what, go to uni a year later or get a job a year later than your peers. Like there's literally no downside to me I've, anyway. I've never really heard someone say that before. Like you just go to uni a year later. When we yeah. say it like that. It's just like a gap year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, nice. But so, the upside potential is if things go well, you can just build something starting from 18, mm. which already gives you a few years on people coming out of uni. Yeah. And yeah, do your own thing. It's so much how, easier than... You don't have a student loan or any of that. Mm. Yeah. And you didn't have to live in a shitty flat, eat noodles and stuff. Well, you no. might have done that anyway. Yeah. No. Okay. How, and how old are you now? Uh, 23. 23. Yeah. Outstanding. Okay. So you help people grow their Instagram pages, YouTube as well, based off of learning some of these things yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. How much. did you get interested in that space? I just started an account when I was like 15 in high school that was pretty much like 
cool travel videos called motivational quotes, like all of that sort of stuff. I guess it is pretty popular on Instagram now. Um, didn't think much of it. Reached out to a guy to ask him if he could give me like a shout out to help me grow. So like just, you know, post about my stuff and yeah. He turned around, he's like, yeah, but it'll be 50 bucks. And I was like, hang on a minute. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. This is 2015. No one really does influencer marketing. And so all of a sudden, it figured out there was this whole business there and was just really interested in it. So, And was that a that person that said $50, were they a Kiwi or overseas? No, nah, overseas. Okay. Yeah. So and he was based in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And was the page, so it was an international type page? Yeah. So yeah. it was like a quotes page. Like they just posted like motivational stuff. Uh, I think he had about 200,000 followers at the time. Yeah. And so it was probably the biggest in that niche at the time, yeah. So these days I see on Instagram when I go on there, there might be the wealth page, for instance, yeah. or Napoleon Hill quotes or whatever that I'll, I'll keep an eye on. And, and so those people running those accounts, they're just building up followings and then eventually selling something, one every eight yeah. posts, for instance. Yeah. So they can like promote their own stuff. So if they've got a business on the back end, like they might, I think wealth, for example, like they've got an agency. Yeah. So they'll build up a big audience and then they've got clients that are paying them for services. But you can promote affiliate products, like promote other people's stuff and get a commission. You can sell promotions. Yeah. Uh, so businesses will just pay you. Like I've got one of those pages, the one that I started from back in the day, uh, which I still technically own, but don't really do much with nowadays. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're lucrative for sure. And I'd imagine you can sell those pages if you wanted to as well. Yeah. Although technically not legal okay so <laughs> got to be careful how you phrase that <laughs> yeah okay cool so you've got a business called cleverpreneur is that right is that yeah so yeah, it's yeah. the agency side of things yeah okay. and i guess everything sort of falls under that yeah nice and would the majority of your work be in the instagram space or the youtube space up until this year everything was instagram so it was yeah. all it was all instagram i only started myself on youtube about three years ago yeah um and so it's only been sort of three years in that we've started taking a couple of clients for YouTube as well. Nice. To sort of understand it. Uh, so yeah, a bit of both, probably 50-50 nowadays, but yeah. So yourself, you've got 54,500 followers on Instagram, uh, which is no small number, 69,000 on YouTube. Just hit that this morning. Yeah. Well done. So are you? when did you kind of transition into, instead of growing these pages yourself, you realized you could actually monetize it by teaching other people how to do some of the things that you had learned? I think I just saw someone doing it on Instagram a while ago, like many years ago, and they just, I didn't think they were doing a great job. So I, yeah. I, I can give better advice and do it. So chucked up a camera in my bedroom and just recorded some videos, which look pretty darn awful if you look at them now. Yeah. But like the, the advice of them is still good, but yeah. pretty bad quality. Um, yeah. And then I've, I've ran with it since. So 69,000 followers on YouTube in three years. Do you get paid to create the content via YouTube? Yeah, so YouTube will pay you, like when the ads run before your videos, YouTube will give you 55% of whatever that advertiser pays and then they take the other 45. So if you run an ad for your business and... I do, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so someone might click on my videos from Auckland and you're wanting to advertise to them, so you might pay, you know, five cents for that. 55% of that goes to me and then 45% goes to YouTube. Wow. Yeah. And the beauty is that it's international, right? So you're yeah. talking to an international audience because so many people around the world want to know how to grow their YouTube channel or yeah. their Instagram page. And so you're not – like when did you learn not to just think about New Zealand? Probably always was like that, to be honest, just because the people – like when I reached out to that first guy, he was based in the US. 
most of the people were based in the US uh, that were doing stuff in the space. And so I was just always in group chats with them and, and learned from them and figured out pretty quickly uh, that it's much nicer to get paid in US dollars oh. as well. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm glad you uh, mentioned that. I had this written down. So you get paid in US dollars, right? Yeah. So you're trading out. Uh, what would percentage of your customers would be international versus New Zealand, just firstly? Um, I mean, again, up until this year, everything was pretty much international. Yeah. Uh, we've this, since moving to Auckland, have picked up a couple clients here in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, prior to that, everything was overseas. Yeah. So yeah. you so you were working out of Nelson, doing this from home, but servicing international clients around the world yeah getting paid in us dollars yeah yeah so for people to understand that's basically a 60 percent pay increase straight away right because yeah. the us dollar at the usually... moment it's even nicer <laughs> i think i think it's close to a dollar 70 this week yeah so this week sorry about it so inflation <laughs> inflation hasn't been too too tough on you over the last few years i still don't like it <laughs> yeah right answer yeah well, I just think that's also that's you know mind blowing. I, I had a client once that um, they did a lot of services into America, but they were New Zealand based, and basically they we said to them one day, "Well, like, do you charge in American dollars?" And they're like, "Well, shit, hadn't even thought about that." But yep. you know, you've had that lesson right from the start. So, uh, not to let's I'll give you some brackets, and you can tell me higher. So, uh, only three percent of Kiwis in New Zealand. Well, yeah, only three percent of Kiwis make over one hundred and eighty k a year. Would you be above or below that three percent? Pretty close. Yeah. Probably will be above it this year. Nice. Hopefully. Work it. That's the plan anyway. Yeah. So in the past, it's probably been slightly below. Yeah. And yeah. But you've got no student debt. You, you got no debt. Well, we don't need to get into that. But from basically from out of school, you've taught yourself how to get into the top 3% of earners in New Zealand or will and inevitable uh, all within basically six years of leaving school. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. I just want to highlight that because I think there's a lot of people that are now listening to this that probably think that the 180Ks plus, the other, the, the CEOs, they're at the big corporates, they had to go and do 10 years at um, this this entity or do this study and I never did that. But basically what you're saying is that you've taken a skill that's in demand, which is helping people get attention, learn how to do it yourself and learn that from scratch, retort it, and now you can get rewarded by being you know, uh, a top earner in New Zealand. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm. So I it's still possible for people, yeah. Yeah. I know we talked about Alex from Ozzy briefly before before this, but I think he's got like a line that he uses in a lot of his presentations where he was like lists all these companies like McDonald's, Sony, all these Microsoft, Facebook, and then he said like he was making more than all of them combined at like 26 through creating stuff on the internet. So yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's very achievable to go out there and do that. Some people would probably even just want to understand like, how do you charge in US dollars? Like, practically, how do you collect US dollars and then get it back to New Zealand? Uh, so you can. So I started out with PayPal because yep. that was probably the most trusted one back then. Um, would avoid using them if you can. Yeah. <laughs> Horrendous on fees. Pretty much, yeah. Fees, everything. It'd be just about 7% yeah. fees on transactions. Um and then I withdraw that money. You can withdraw it straight to your bank account, but I use a company called TransferWise. Yeah. I think they're now called just Wise. Mm. Uh, and they're much better on currency conversion. So you can put your US dollars into Wise and then you can switch it to whatever currency you're using uh, pretty much for free. So yeah. that's the main way. I charge through Stripe mostly nowadays. So just credit card 
yeah. debit card um, processing through there, uh, which is, yeah, so it's either directly through Wise, PayPal, or Stripe. Very simple to use nowadays. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I think that, like most people probably, they're not going to do that at some stage. So they're probably, you know, don't even think about the fact that if you are trading with another country, like they're not looking at you saying, well, Josh, you're from New Zealand. You're probably charging me New Zealand dollars. They're basically, yeah. they're thinking about their service that they're paying for and their currency, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would Do you think that if you try to do some of the things that you do for these American clients, say they're American compared to New Zealand clients, but do it at the converted New Zealand rate, do you think they'd still pay it here in New Zealand? Yeah, I think so. Some, would. some businesses, the right ones would. Like we yeah. work with pretty specific sort of businesses and um, anything we do, we always try and make sure that we're making them more money than they're paying us. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of the time, you know, assuming they would be the right fit, then be a no-brainer. Yeah. So yeah. you've, through this journey, you've obviously gone from it just being you to then having people that support you as well. Like team. Yeah. Yep. So I've always worked with contractors um, yep. in the past because I was never particularly great at video editing or like design aspect of it. So I've always outsourced that. Uh, and then more recently, I've got a couple people full-time. Yeah. Uh, so like a video editor who's doing all the short form stuff for myself and clients and then sort of, I guess, like an assistance sort of operations guy uh, yeah. who's helping with all of that now. Yeah. Okay. So say someone, just to keep it practical, comes to you and needs your help. Do they record stuff themselves and then they give you the footage and then basically you guys do your thing or how does it look? Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. we just help them with like what they should actually be talking about. Like if they're on YouTube, like what YouTube videos they need to create, if it's for Instagram you know, what are like the topics, uh, hooks, the headlines and all of that so that people can make something that's great. Uh, We'll give them advice on like how to actually shoot it, like how things should flow. Yeah. Uh, They go away, record it, and then we'll do everything from there. Edit it, make it look good, set it up, post it. Yeah. Yeah. So how disappointed were you when you first came across the Keep the Change videos with a whiteboard filmed off an iPad with no microphone? I mean, it's a lot better than what I started with, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, they're still valuable videos. Mm. Like you can make them real pretty and all of that, but if it's valuable, people are going to watch it. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm glad they're valuable. Yeah. They're not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so, What other tips then? So speaking of making things valuable, what tips would you give people who want to create content? Because it's not only just business owners. Like people are pretty in this world these days of wanting to you know, build a bit of a following for their dog or their health journey or whatever it is, right? Yeah. What are your main, like what would be your top three tips to help them actually get some traction, say on Instagram to start with? I mean, a really important one is like having a strong hook, like in your content, something that's going to grab people's attention, which I think to be fair, in a lot of your whiteboard videos was probably one of the things that did really well. You would Mm. always have high energy and something that would grab attention at the start of it. Yeah. that's super important because you've got like a couple seconds where people are scrolling. There's a million pieces of content they could be looking at. A bunch of stories. There's messages from their friends. You need something that will grab people's attention at the start of it. So like if it's educational, just making it like really clear from the start, like what you're going to be teaching someone or giving someone or like why they should watch it. Yeah. Uh, becomes a little bit harder if it's more of like a creative um, thing. Then you probably need to learn how to do that side of things really well. Uh, but yeah, like strong hook at the start of the video is really important. Boring one, but literally just committing to doing it for a long period of time. Like too many people will just do it for like a week and then not see results. But if they did it for like 30, 60 days, they would start seeing results. And then obviously over time, 
uh, too much bigger numbers. I'm you. What was it in your money mail one about making fifty k? Mm. You said how many years have you been doing the podcast before you started getting business from it? Like yeah, three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so like, if you can commit to doing it for a long time, like you're gonna get results at the end of the day. Mm. Um, and then third one would be YouTube specifically create search based content uh, because it's gonna be really easy to get a lot of traction that way. So that would just be any like tutorials for things works really, really well. So things that people are going to search for, like how to do something, they're great videos because you don't have to have any audience. And if you put those out there, people can then find it through YouTube, even if you've got literally zero subscribers and they can be getting consistent views for like years to come. Like I've got videos that I posted three years ago on YouTube that still get 50 views a day because people are searching for whatever that tutorial was. Uh, so more YouTube specific, that one's probably searchable content is amazing. Even today, like that probably makes me more income than any of like viral videos or anything. Yeah. Cause people are just consistently searching it from around the world and you're getting a cut for every ad that's run before it or during it. Yeah. And it works really well for like affiliate products too. So like if you're trying to sell something, it can work really well. Cause if someone's searching, like, how do I do this? And then you present them with a video that explains that solution to it. And then there might be a product that you recommend, whether it's your own product, someone else's. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can get paid for that. So yeah. that's pretty good too. Uh, so you set up an affiliate so that if they use that product via that link that's in the description or yeah. wherever or comments, then you're going to get, yeah, a click. Well, yeah. paid for that. Yeah. Exactly. Like if you did a how to set up Sharesy's video yeah. for your audience. That's literally the example I was thinking of in my <laughs> head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they pay like, they don't pay very much. I think it's like $5 or something yeah. to sign up. But you create that video and every day people who have no idea who you are are going to search how to use Sharesies, find mm. that video, get some value out of it. They might sign up, get paid from the AdSense from YouTube, like from people watching the ads. Yeah. And then you also get paid for the affiliate side of things. You might get new listeners to the podcast, people that want to work with you, etc. Yeah. I saw something the other day and you probably got accurate data, but... Like one in four Kiwis access YouTube every day. That it sounds pretty high, but I was thinking the other way. Oh, yeah, too low. <laughs> I was thinking that's low. Yeah, yeah. YouTube's massive. Mm. Um, because pretty much everyone uses YouTube. Like, yeah, some people don't like Instagram. Some people don't use LinkedIn. Some people aren't a fan of TikTok. But I feel like most people. Yeah, there's no real YouTube. beef with YouTube. Eh? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, because the reason I say this is that last night, I keep seeing people on Instagram marketing high ticket affiliate marketing at me yeah and i'm always like what the fuck are they selling like tell me what you're selling but there's yeah. i go into their profiles i'm trying to do my research to try and figure the space out so then i went to uh, youtube and searched in what is high ticket affiliate marketing yeah but use that as my search tool not google and yeah. then watched a couple of videos on people explaining it but they're just randoms that have made a video about it but it just proves your point exactly that yeah Say there was an ad before that. I have YouTube Premium, so there isn't. But that person would be getting paid for a video that they've made a long time ago. It was two years old, I think. Yeah. Mm. They actually get paid more from you then. You, really? You're, yeah. We like you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, because YouTube will split. Same thing. So like 55% of the YouTube Premium will go towards how many videos you watch. So what is it, like 20 bucks a month? Yeah, yeah. So if you watch 10 videos in a month, probably a dollar for every view. Uh, that gets paid out depends how many you watch but um yeah that's good yeah but yeah the high ticket affiliate marketing 
I guess briefly touch on it. A lot of those people on Instagram would not <laughs> would not go near because yeah. um, a lot of them will sell it. It's pretty much like a Ponzi scheme. Like they'll sell, you know, high ticket affiliate marketing, join this course and then resell the same course uh, and then get more people to resell it. So technically it's like only one level deep. Uh, but yeah, like the premise of selling expensive, good quality things and getting a percentage is really, really good. But a lot of those ones are kind of, yeah, would stay away from. The high cost, but might be low value. Maybe. Yeah, and because it, it is literally like just a pyramid scheme where they're just trying to get more people to join up who then get more people to join up like the course. Yeah. Um, if they're teaching people like how to create a YouTube video, reviewing a product and then, you know, leave an affiliate link for that, that's really good and is a legitimate business. Yeah. But if it's like learn how I make tons of money by buying this course to then resell that course to other people who then resell that course because uh -huh. that is the high ticket affiliate product that they'll be selling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gets yeah. a little bit hazy. <laughs> I got to try and find someone that's selling these high ticket affiliate things so I can go yeah. and try and understand. Uh, but I'll get I'll get yeah. someone on the pod. I've actually found somebody um, who yeah I'll I'll, uh, I'll have to do a pod on that. To be fair to the the high ticket affiliate marketers out there, but I just noticed that they're boosting reels and oh, yeah. and stories and shit. Or maybe I'm just getting peppered by by them at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, like there's good ones out there, but a lot of the ones, yeah, a lot of them are, are get rich quick schemes that are a little uh, bit average. I'm tempted to just sign up to one and yeah. just pay the money yeah. to just get involved and just find out what's going on in the cult or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but maybe it's just a waste of my time. So your friends and people that you went to school with and stuff, are they like surprised at what you've done or they're probably just used to it by now? Um, like what have they gone off and done? They've just gone off and done their own things like yeah. out of, I don't know, I had a small group of mates at school and, you know, one of them's a teacher, one of them's an insurance, one's an accountant, like just yeah. gone off and done. Um, yeah. Typical. Yeah. Uni, go get a job sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're that surprised with what I've done because they've already sort of seen me doing it. Yeah. And yeah. So did you have to, you've worked from home a lot of this time as well? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I usually try and work out of co-working spots if I can. Yeah. Um, try and get out of the house. I'm back working from home at the moment briefly. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely better when you can get out and go somewhere and then just leave work there mm. when you can. But Yeah, I was going to say that um, like obviously the time zone differences probably makes things challenging to start with or just like it's just different yeah. to Kiwis. But then also you've had to learn how to work in your own space from – basically leaving school through to through to now, right? Whereas yeah. I think feel like that's been really hard for some people to, to to get used to. It is a weird one. Like yeah, I don't think it's great to unless you've got like a dedicated space you can do it and is is good. But if you're working from your bedroom it's probably not great long term. Yeah. Um but yeah the time zone is not too bad with the States because they're usually anywhere depending on where they are, like sixteen to twenty hours behind. Yeah. So it's sort of like eight to four hours ahead but the day before and so morning works fine like if it's 9am here it might be four five o'clock over there or you know anywhere from one to five so it's all it's fine there europe's the annoying one because it's like 12 hours so you're either like getting on a call at like 7am or like 7pm yeah which is you know sometimes you just got to do it <laughs> yeah get it yeah. done so why do you do this enjoy doing it it yeah. you know makes sense business wise as well like it's pays well enjoy it mm. yeah what about tiktok have you dug into that space haven't done lots of it 
Yeah. Um, we've used it for a couple of clients to get attention to the other platforms. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, just repurpose all your stuff on TikTok to drive people to your Instagram and YouTube. Uh, and then they monetize it from those platforms. Yeah. But yeah, not much of a TikTok expert. What would be the best ways to monetize profiles, do you think? If you can have your own business around it, like that's always going to be the best. Like yeah. if you can figure out, if you build an audience as a creator and like don't have, have any business, like figuring out a way that, you know, what what is like your audience struggle with? What problems do they have? Like how can you create something that's going to solve it? That's always going to be number one. Um, brand deals and stuff like that is, is all right as well and like affiliate marketing. But at the end of the day, like the brand or the affiliate is always going to be making more, hence why they're paying you to do it. Yeah. Um, so like if you can build your own thing, like it's always going to be better. It depends what niche you're in really. Like mm. it depends what you're doing. How many streams of income do you have, do you think? I've probably, probably haven't counted it, but yeah, I mean, with the business, it's probably there's probably three, four, four key ones, yeah. which would be like the AdSense, so the the money from ads from YouTube, and then affiliate income would be the other one, and then consulting and services would probably be my main four. I don't really, I've sold courses in the past, but I don't really do that now. Yeah. yeah. So when you do one-on-one -on -one consulting, that that's directly with you. Yeah. And then you use your team to support the done for you side of it or yeah. implementation if need be exactly yeah 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 because i saw on your calendly link you can book a call with you oh yeah um and stalking. <laughs> yeah yeah, oh. yeah yeah and then i stripped off the link that you have under your joshryan.co to have a look at what else you had on calendly to see how you can access ah, that <laughs> yeah but i was going through and seeing what the questions yeah. were that you were asking people oh yeah yeah before booking a call yeah, yeah. And there are some pretty in-depth questions in there, especially to like to get some of your time. Yeah, you'll you want to know a lot of information, right? Which, like, yeah, yeah, I think it's a good thing. But, but the reason I point that out is because I think that would stop a number of people from booking a call because they're just like, "There's too much here," but that gets rid of the time wasters and probably the people you don't want to be dealing with. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And it's more a thing because, like, if you build, like, if I if there was no questions there. I would genuinely get 30, 40 people probably book a call every day, um, yeah. which would just be, it would just be time intensive to sort through. You'd have to have a couple of salespeople then doing that, going on the phone. Whereas if you have a bunch of questions there, you can sort of narrow down who you can help and who we can't help. Yeah. Uh, like we're pretty specific with who we work with. Um, and so if we can't help someone and they fill out their questions, instead of them jumping on the phone with me for half an hour, I'll just send them an email and be like, hey, we probably can't help you, but if you watch this video, it's going to help you. Or if you go talk to this person, it's going to help you. And then like it sort of saves everyone uh, a lot of time. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much why Yeah. Um, we go that way instead of like an application sort of thing. Are you able to name drop some people that you've helped or worked for or with? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, one of the big ones that we got early on was we helped uh, Russell Brunson. I don't know if you know yeah. him. Um, just did a big influencer marketing campaign and helped him go from about 50,000 followers to about 500,000 in about 15 months. Wow. Uh, so that was a pretty cool client to get when I was like, yeah, pretty young. Yeah, how did that um, happen? I was just posting, I was a few years into growing pages at that point and he's got the Facebook group for ClickFunnels yeah. and lots of people just post like insights in there. And so I'll just always post these big long things with lots of like details of like what we we're doing to grow, what was working, all of that. Uh, and I think that year 
end of the year they post like a list of like the most engaged posts and i think it was like the second biggest post in the group um and then after that they were looking for someone to help with social media and so i'd already been sort of known in the community just through the content that i'd given away for free yeah so they already trusted that i knew what i was up to uh and so when they were looking to hire someone i just put my name in and um it was pretty straightforward to be honest yeah sweet did you work yeah. directly with russell at any no, stage no worked yeah. with um the people directly under him so dave dave woodward um yeah. or woodard who is his like right hand man and then I forget the other guy's name the ad the guy that runs all the ads okay um those two yeah yeah nice and any any others um, that spring to mind for that kiwis would recognize that kiwis would recognize i mean probably not a lot what's the randomest shit that people are doing that's uh making good money in this space that you've seen <laughs> there's a lot of stuff i don't know if you've seen that um i mean not really my space but that girl on tiktok that's like that what is she like an ai thing like she's trying to pretend like she's bobby i oh, know no <laughs> you know I, she I, is? I don't know it yeah oh. yeah the one that the podcast girl or whatever. yeah yeah now this one's one that will literally sit on live and like pretend like she's artificial intelligence and just like say the same words over and over and like people are give, like she's making like seven grand a day or something from it wow us yeah like yeah crazy it's... crazy numbers <laughs> have you had anything to do with only fans when that blew up not really yeah nah. Yeah. Stayed away from that. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't mean jumping on the yeah. for I just wondered if maybe anyone in America was like using this, you know, Instagram, for instance, as a funnel into that. Yeah. A lot um, of people do. I know a guy here in Auckland who does pretty well um, helping manage people on that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's a few people yeah. that do well off it. It's just not really something I've got into. So going back to before what you said about doing this and knowing from the start you're going to do it from a for a long time period. Um almost feel like people probably don't realize but if you become a producer on a social media platform you've got to use delayed gratification but you're going to get all the rewards yeah but then social media platforms are usually based around the opposite which is you can get a dopamine rush and get as much content and shit in front of your eyeballs as quick as you can yeah and don't realize that they're kind of they're losing slash become the product, but the people who can produce and delay gratification end up getting all the fruits of the labor. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you sit on there and watch reels all day, like it's not gonna, you're not gonna get any benefit from it. But the people that are creating them will. Yeah, people use social media not realizing that they're getting used. Yeah, but then the people who are using social media for their own benefit are actually gaining if they can do yeah. it over a long period of time. Yeah. It's a pretty genius model. It's like a Ponzi scheme. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to keep getting people in. So we're too from from here for, for you, mate, for, for Josh Ryan and what you're doing. Like how long are you going to do this? Do you have a, an end goal in sight? Don't really have an end goal because I feel like it is kind of tricky with social media to the point where like you don't know where things should be in five or ten years. Yeah. Like Instagram may well not be a thing in, in five years. Um, mm. Probably will be to some degree but it makes it a little bit tricky to make long-term plans, but pretty much just keep plugging away at what we're doing. Yeah. Um, get better at what we're doing, get better results for our clients, starting to slowly get better at like hiring people. So hopefully can build up that side of things um, over time. Yeah. Is it hard to manage remote team members if they're remote? 
Yeah, they're they're all remote. Uh, yeah. So everyone I've worked with has, has been remote. Um, How have you found people? Mostly through my audience. Yeah. Because nice. When yeah, I'm kind of fortunate in the fact that since I teach Instagram, most of the people that are going to be good at Instagram potentially have watched some of my content uh, and may well follow me and, and be watching my stuff, and then they already know how to do it really well. Yeah. So it becomes easy to like you know put something out and say who's really good at this or really good at that and then you can hire someone pretty quickly it's funny because with clients i often say when they're looking to hire i'm like why don't you just post on your personal facebook page yeah and they're often too scared yeah because they're like oh but i haven't posted for ages but i'm like yeah but you've got a you've built a natural filter it's you know people aren't going to be like oh you should talk to such and such when they're an asshole because they're not going to want to put that person in front of you Yep. Whereas you put a random seek ad out, there's no emotion involved or anything and people are just like, I'm going to apply for that, but they yeah. might be an asshole and you're not going to know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you wanted to hire someone, you could post tomorrow and get someone that would help you with the podcast or help you with, want to work for you for your stuff just because they've listened to your content. They understand you well. They understand your brand and mm. want to be a part of it. Yeah. Oh, well, keep an eye out for any posts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool, mate. I think, um, yeah, it's been insightful as a bit of a part one just to see what you do even you know why you do it but but also i hope it breaks the old paradigm a little bit for people listening of what's actually possible um, online and just again another example of somebody who's taken a completely different path rather than uni or a job and you've you've built something um so before we go mate what what do you like about building you know what is it whether it's an audience or uh, putting these videos together and sort of refining them or your clients what is it that excites you about that i think i just i've just always liked like the problem solving aspect of it like nothing is it's very different than most other industries in the fact that everything is new mm. like there's no sort of set game plan to run by like i don't know in accounting sort of things stay relatively the same until new things come but no. we're always <laughs> don't we're, pick on the accountants, mate. Come on. Ah, no, no, it's good. Makes it easier to stay on top of. But like, yeah. it's just everything's new. You're always trying to figure something out. You're trying to figure out a new platform. You're trying to figure out a new type of content. You're trying to figure out all these new things. And so, it's just like experimenting all the yeah. time. Where can people go to find you if they want to learn uh, about either growing on YouTube or Instagram? If you want to learn, YouTube's probably the best place. Um, yeah, post weekly videos there that are pretty in depth on how to build an audience, monetize an audience, all of that stuff there. Yeah. So if you want to learn, that's that's best place to go. YouTube. And what do they search for? Just Josh Ryan. Yeah, just put in Josh Ryan. Um, it should pop up with me. There's another guy in the UK who looks relatively similar to me, but content yeah. is completely different. <laughs> I think I even googled Josh Ryan yesterday, yeah. and your YouTube presence comes up pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, or Google, an image of yeah. Google owns YouTube for those that don't know so it will you will get a bit of a benefit um in google search rankings if yeah. you're on youtube as well what um i was gonna wrap this up but now i'm getting interested again <laughs> what um yeah what advice would you give somebody who has got to like a thousand followers or something on instagram or youtube and they're at that fuck there's just no point doing this i you know they're losing their um the energy towards it what would you say to them I mean, there's just so many examples of people that are crushing it that you can look at and, and like inspire you to stay with it. Yeah. Uh, and so like chances are if you've been doing it for a while and not seeing results, either you just haven't been following the right strategy. So you've got to sort of rethink, like take a step back and figure out how you could do a better job, how you could change something. 
Um, or then the other reason you might not have results, you just haven't been doing it long enough. Yeah. Um, you might be a month in and not seeing results, which is pretty natural. But if you just kept doing the same thing for three months, you'd be probably seeing much better results and you'd get that delayed gratification, that like yeah. dopamine hit after a while and then that'd be enough to keep you going uh, and get the results. I saw a video of yours recently actually where you were basically explaining to just keep posting consistently and, and once a day and stuff. And I think once yeah. you've been doing that, you realize it's actually quite easy, but you almost have to get into a flow of content creation, right? Yeah. And that's probably the hardest thing for people to understand is it's not just, like, you can't just make a video anymore and be like, cool, that's me done for the month or whatever. Yeah. And you know, especially on Instagram or TikTok or something, because people are just, it's just short form and just going so quickly, right? Yeah. And it's finding that right balance, like caring about the numbers, but also not caring about the numbers. Like in the short term, you almost don't want to care about it. You just want to crank out, like you say, a video every day. And then maybe after a month, you look back and you see like these ones are done really well. These ones are done pretty average. Do yeah. more that are like that. Like what topics were they about? How'd you shoot it? Did you do a different style? Uh, how did you open the video? Like look at that stuff and see what's performing well. But then, yeah, also not obsessing over it in the short term of like, oh, this isn't doing well or so on because it can yeah. take time. Yeah. Before we go, mate, what keeps you living in New Zealand to do this? Because I'd imagine you could probably blitz to Bali uh, or to Mexico or to the Philippines or somewhere relatively cheap and have a lot more disposable income since you're charging in US dollars too, right? Yeah. I mean, last year I did a month in Bali and then a month in Thailand, which was which was pretty cool. In the um, same year? Yeah. Yeah, just back to back, end, oh, of, yeah. end of last year. Um, I mean, it was working the whole time. It wasn't a holiday by any means. But yeah. um I don't know, friends, family, all of that here. Yeah. We'll see what happens in the future, but no, I still quite like New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. Did you still get as much done when you were in Bali and Thailand? Like just as productive? What did you notice about the difference? I probably got less of like the deep work done, to be honest, yeah. but I met a huge amount of people that were like beneficial for the business. Um, yeah. I knew people over there already and then met a lot of people over there. So I think as I grow things and can get to the point where I'm not really doing much of the day-to-day -day of like the operations and yeah. I'm just like shooting content and trying to lead that side of things, it probably makes sense to go spend more time over there and then all those connections are more and more important. Yeah, wicked. All right, well, if you want to find Josh's work, Josh Ryan on Instagram and on YouTube, he's got the yellow background on Instagram. Probably the same photo on YouTube, maybe? Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's got the blue tick as well. Might be a story for another time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks for joining us, mate. It's been very insightful and gone very quickly. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Keep on changing, changing up the